Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. So today I would love to talk to you about what you collect. Okay, and here's what's inspiring this podcast. Every summer, I take out my shell collection. And when I was a little girl, every summer my sister and I would go and stay with my grandparents for a week in San Luis Obispo. And one of the highlights of that trip was going to Morro Bay for dinner one night. And we would go and we would feel or feed these really obnoxious seals that would bark at you. And we loved it. We would buy them fish and we'd feed them fish. And then we'd go get clam chowder and fish and chips. We just thought that was the best. And then we'd go get an ice cream with my grandparents. But the highlight was going to the shell shop in Morro Bay. And it's pretty amazing. And we would get, like my grandparents would say, okay, you guys can spend like a dollar or two dollars. And we'd get this little tray and we, we would walk the rows of shells and pick out seashells for our collection. So consequently, I have been collecting seashells my entire life. And to me, they're not just a symbol of that incredible childhood memory, but they also symbolize all of the times that I have spent at the beach. I love the beach. I love being on a shore. I love being close to the water, whether it's in Ventura where I grew up as a kid or up here where I live now by Monterey or, you know, Pacific Grove or Carmel or times when I've been, you know, had the, gosh, the wonderful opportunity to go to places like Hawaii. I love the beach. And Obviously, these shells symbolize that. So as I'm pulling them out, I'm going to do that today, I started thinking about the things that we collect. And I really believe that when, here's the thing, when I start to get really frustrated in my life, it's typically because I've over-collected. Now, I'm not talking about shells anymore, but I'll circle back. For example, when my home starts to get cluttered and when I don't have a space to actually put things away and so they sit out, that is very frustrating to me. I already have a very cluttered brain and that just represents being stuck, right? Because it slows me down because I can't put things away. The other thing that we collect, my friends, that we need to be really aware of, we collect beliefs and we collect thoughts about ourselves and about other people. And if you are not in the habit of paying attention to what you think and paying attention to your opinions and to what you believe, and you are not in the habit of questioning those things, you are going to end up with a head or a mind full of a whole bunch of crap, a collection of these thoughts and beliefs and opinions that I would argue do not serve you long-term. I've shared with you before that most days I get up in the morning and I do like three pages of like a, like a brain dump. Um, Julia Cameron, she's one of my favorite authors. She calls them morning pages and they really like, if you write for those three pages, you really start to clear some stuff out of your mind that you didn't even realize what you had in there, right? 
that's where we get that inner critic chatter, that fear, those fear-based thoughts that really can manipulate you and override what your body or gut is telling you is right for you. So that's one place where we collect things that just, it's just not useful. Again, as I've mentioned, we collect clutter. We either people give us things or something that we used to enjoy in the past, but is no longer useful or we don't love it anymore. And we keep it because we feel guilty getting rid of it because we've already spent money on it. The other thing that I've noticed that we collect are obligations. And when we feel obligated to do something, it is, we're telling ourselves it's something we should do because if we don't do it, we will no longer be a good something or other, a good person, a good, a good partner, a good parent, a good daughter or son or friend or worker or boss or whatever, right? Obligations never serve you. They never serve you. And here's what happens. Like people will say, well, Terry, that's, that's such a load of crap. You're, that's selfish because I have an aging parent and it is my obligation to take care of them. Okay. No, it is not. This is where I'm headed with this. Wait for it. It can be your commitment to take care of them, not your obligation. Because when you tell yourself that you are obligated to do it, you're basically saying to yourself, I don't want to, but I'm going to do it anyway so that I look like a really good person. Now, juxtapose that to if you are committed to taking care of them, that is saying that it is in integrity for you to do so because you have a core value that is in alignment with you caring for your elderly parent. Now you may argue, oh my God, that's just semantics. Okay, guys, words matter. Words matter. So I'm just going to offer that to you for your consideration. If you're walking around all the time talking about everything you're obligated to do, you are stuck in shoulds and very likely you are trying to be a good something. And what your brain is telling you is that if you aren't the good something, you are going to be shamed. Okay. So here's the other thing that happens. There are times when we have commitments that go flat, almost like opening a bottle of champagne and the couple of glasses you have. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's effervescent. It's bubbly. And then if you don't put some cork back in that shit, couple days later, it's completely flat. Sometimes we have commitments that were exactly what we wanted to choose to do. And then for whatever reason, over time, they go flat and they turn into obligations. And if we aren't aware of what that feels like in our body when it happens, we are going to continue to do those things telling ourselves that we should. That's always your tip off that a commitment has turned into an obligation. So let me offer you these couple of questions about things you collect, okay? Are there items that you own, possessions that you have collected? And do they still bring you joy? Do you still love them? And if you don't, how willing are you to find someone else who might use them or enjoy them or love them? Here's another question. What beliefs or thoughts or opinions might need some consideration? And it might be time to get them on paper and really decide if they serve you and if you want to keep thinking them.
right? And then finally, do you have commitments that have turned into obligations? Or do you flat out have a bunch of obligations in your life that you really need to take a look at and be very clear with yourself about your intention for doing them? And again, it really helps to say to yourself, I should do this because if I don't, I won't be a good blank. All right, my friends, as always, deeply grateful that you're here. Have an intoxicating rest of your day, and I'll be back tomorrow with more. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. Head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.